Welcome to the Financial Independence Garage, where we give you the tools to repair your finances and unfold the roadmap to financial independence. Oh, I won the open today. Thanks, money mechanic. Yeah, that's nice. Weren't you supposed I'm the to... economist. I am the accountant. And yeah. we got beer. Okay, well, it's special beer tonight. Yeah, you got a story. Yeah, so uh, sponsored beer by uh, some good friends of us. Now, get this. This is the best part, though, is... They went on a road trip, and that's where this beer came from. Okay, it's from Valemount, BC. Yeah. So they're on a road trip, and it's about probably about a seven or eight hour drive from here. That was good compression in those cans, by the way. Well, they came from high altitude, right? Oh, yeah. 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 yeah there you go. <laughs> they listened to the FI Garage the whole way there and the whole way back because they, awesome. they hadn't heard our podcast before. So right. Congratulations! Oh, wow. I they haven't called me since, so they must be sick of my voice. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. <guess> so. <laughs> yeah. But uh, yeah, we thank them very kindly for bringing back uh, the beer from Three Ranges Brewing in Valemount, beautiful British Columbia. It is called Up Swift Creek Pilsner. And uh, for a second there, I thought Swift was a different word. <laughs> yes, I realize you both thought that. Uh, so the blurb, we always like the blurb, is uh, going up Swift Creek in a crisp, refreshing adventure. The finest BC malted grains provide the sweetness of a classic Pilsner with a hoppy Northwest twist. So clean and classy, it'll make you put your feet up and forget the paddle you lost when you're up Swift Creek. So you're up <laughs> Swift Creek without a paddle. See, I'm normally up a different cheers. creek without a paddle. Cheers. Cheers. Yeah. And uh, cheers to the friends of the garage that brought yeah. us the beer. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Thanks, guys. Looks like they got the their logos a little... They worked in the Crow's Nest Highway there. Yeah. Number three. That number three goes down south, though. Not up top, doesn't it? Uh, well, I, I'm... It still looks... Why like do you think they have the crow in the... Did you read the tribute here? No. No. That's a lot of reading. Okay, moving on. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, tonight we're going to discuss a little bit about the uh, much celebrated, much discussed, maybe uh, a little much bit maligned. Maligned. Yeah, the emergency yeah. fund. Right. Oh, the emergency yes. fund. The good old emergency fund. And I think this fund. changes depending on where you are in your FI journey. Absolutely. Anyway, we'll get into that. But first of all, the useful tool of the week. Well, and we have to remove a useful tool because it's yes. no longer useful. Public service announcement. Uh, many of you, this by the time this hits the air, this should be old news. But if you didn't hear about it and you are using Paytm for paying your bills with your or we're card, thinking about or it, or we're thinking about it, have a good look at it because now they are charging a quote unquote convenience fee. Yes. Right? So your credit card basically will not generate any cash back return now. A negative returns probably. It, well unless you're getting the 1.75 Rogers yeah, I guess elite so. mastercard yeah. right so it's a wash yeah yeah, yeah. I mean you are still gonna he's having some troubles over there yeah big time I thought he was dying <laughs> I, I thought he, I thought he was die. going over <laughs> I, I was up Swift Creek for a second <laughs> yeah. uh, you are going to accumulate points but the problem is there it's 0.01% is their rate of return somebody on Twitter suggested that their new slogan should be Canada's least rewarding app. <laughs> <laughs> uh, fairly accurate. I like yeah, that. Fair, I like that a lot. Very, very accurate. Yeah. So, I mean, you know, if you're 
you know, there was, I did read um, a review that Tom Drake wrote over at Maple Money there because uh, we, we, him and I chat a little bit as soon as it, we noticed it changed. And he wrote a fairly good review because you can still, for some people, it's still useful to aggregate all your bills into one place and you do get reminders and it's automated. Right. I don't know. I mean, most it's, of our banks can yeah. do that now. So yeah, just have a close look that if you're getting any value from it to keep using it. Yeah, makes right. sense. Yeah. So, okay, moving on to the useful tool. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm renovating a bathroom. Exciting yeah. time. I haven't decided whether I'm actually going to save any money yet or I should <laughs> just go to my regular job. <laughs> <laughs> but I am a DIY guy and I just like doing it. Yeah. So, part of it's for the experience. And I've been watching a great uh, YouTube series. So, th- this part one of my useful tool is Use YouTube. Holy crap. Yeah. You can find a video about everything. Okay. Everything. Step by step. Yeah. Especially if you're doing doing it yourself for Renault. I just learned how to uh, take paint off a copper pipe. Oh, nice. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Without scratching the copper pipe, I presume? Well, no, you want to scratch the pipe. Oh, well, that's yeah. called sandpaper or sanding cloth or yeah. emery paper. Emery paper. Emery, yeah. yeah. I need to get yeah. it eventually. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, so I've been watching this guy, Jeff. He's from Ottawa, and he's got a YouTube channel called Home Renovision, and he's fantastic. Highly recommend you check him out. But the useful hack, and it, I'm going to give him credit for this because I was watching one of his episodes where he talks about buying the materials you need for your renovation, okay? A lot of us just go down the road, go to Lowe's, go to Home Depot. You walk in there, and you pick up your stuff. Right. But let's be fair. Those are not wholesale dealers of building supplies those are retail stores you're paying retail prices like the prices for trim for trimming around the bottom of your walls is exorbitant now now some stuff home depot might be pretty close to the lowest price you can get but the quality isn't that's where the quality goes down well i don't know if i want to even say the quality but i i say you need to be diligent don't just go there as a one-stop shop there is some kind of like costco yeah there is some convenience because they have all the departments but the hack is if you are going to use them get organized. You can get yourself a contractor account, even if you're not a quote unquote contractor. Right. If you provide them with a list of your materials, they will give you a contractor rate lower than the off the aisle rate. So that's one way to do it. The other way is go to some of the actual suppliers in town, pull up Google, do a few searches, and you're going to find that there's a specific plumbing store. Right. And same thing. You can go in there. And nowadays, all these Companies are much more willing to deal with you as the general public. Directly. Directly. You you do have to set up a cash account. Now, you're not going to get any credit. So, you, they won't do credit checks and all the rest of it. Yeah. You give them your information. They'll set up a cash account. You're going to save a whole bunch of money. The only downside is you need to know what you want. Right. Yes. But now, online, you should be able to figure out what faucets you want, what the plumbing pieces you need. You know, make yourself a little job list and then deal with these uh, – direct suppliers you're going to save yourself a ton of money well and another plus on that when i was building the fence at my house i had a full supplies list it would have taken me three or four loads in my truck to get all of the lumber to my house but you call our local lumber supplier for the whole city yeah and you put in a big order you set up your supplier i got a 10 percent discount and free delivery and pallets showed up at my house. Perfect. And I had the entire fence worth of lumber sitting in my driveway. Yeah. Right. And I could just start building. Off you go. Didn't have to go to Home Depot 10 times. Yeah. Getting a, you know? Yeah. yeah. Everything you needed, all your screws, all your lumber, everything. 
bam, Perfect. in your driveway. Yeah, I'm kind of of the, I mean, I, this is nothing against Home Depot. I love having a big store like that or Lowe's that has all sorts of stuff, but I usually kind of use it if I'm going in there, I'm like, I need a little bit of that, a little bit of that, a little bit of Absolutely. that, a little bit of that. And it's a less than a $50 project type thing, right? Yes. It's one-stop shop. And I will say those places can be great for sales. Yeah. When they're clearing things out, yeah. you're not going to find stuff cheaper than yeah. that. Yeah. So I think if you've got a big project, like uh, my bathroom might be turning into here, uh, <laughs> be be smart, use the resources you have in your community and, and talk to some people, watch some YouTube videos. It's going to save you a bunch of time and money in the end. So there right. you go. I'll let you know how the bathroom turns out. Yeah. Well. I'm sure eventually after a couple beverages, we'll find out for ourselves. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Hope there's still a toilet in the house. <laughs> All right. What do you think of the beer? It's uh, crisp and clean. Like, yeah, it's very, very smooth. Yeah. Yeah. I quite like it. It's, it's definitely got quite a, well, it's, it's got that European type Pilsner flavor. Yeah. Right. Which is what it should be for a Pilsner as, right. they, as they call it. They call it a Pilsner. They do. They do. Yeah. A little bit of hoppiness. Mm-hmm. Not too much. I mean, I wouldn't personally drive all the way to Valmont to buy it, but if anybody else is coming through there and grabs yeah. <laughs> we won't turn it down. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So really, the question is, do you have an emergency fund, Mr. Account? I do not. <laughs> but <laughs> gotcha. you were looking directly know, at yeah. the economist. So well, uh... <laughs> That was a clever trick. <laughs> you didn't think I was going to answer, did you? I, I, you were quick, actually. Pretty good. Okay, so, so, Mr. so you don't? No, no, no. no. Okay. I mean, I I guess it's all in the definition of emergency fund. I don't have cash sitting idly by in a checking account earning nothing. If an emergency happened, I have a complete knowledge of how I will pay for that emergency. So you have an emergency plan. I have an emergency plan. I don't need cash sitting idly in an account. That's okay. just dumb. Well, let's not go too deep into what you're doing yet. We'll, we'll, we'll roll into that. <laughs> Mr. Economist, do you? I have... Uh... A pot of money in a checking account that I use to smooth my income. Right. And you wrote about that before. Yeah. So that that's cool. And I, I do have an emergency fund, but I'm questioning why I have an emergency fund. So right. I think we should probably just start a little bit further back at the beginning and say that there definitely is a time when you should have an emergency fund. Sure. Right. Most of us are familiar with the Dave Ramsey baby steps. Right? Uh, I hate Dave Ramsey. Oh, <laughs> come on. Come on. Don't be like that. Do you know what they are? Yes. Baby step one, have $1,000 in an emergency fund. Okay. Stop there. <laughs> well, isn't the, what's number two is like three months or something? No, pay off debt. Oh, pay off debt. Oh. Well, that's fair. Yeah. Which, and number three, doesn't he get to three months or something? Three to six months. Is, is that number, step three? Is step three. Okay. Which, so- come on. I mean, yeah. Okay. I won't get on that rant quite yet, <laughs> but I really want to. Come on what? Well, so what? You're going to have six months worth of living expenses sitting in an account earning f- all that's stupid that's just not uh, good did we go explicit this episode we did go explicit this episode because i feel this strongly about you've it. you've beeped him before <laughs> i can beep him. Uh, oh th- by the way this is our opinion only of course right and, entertainment uh, purposes only yeah yeah absolutely now okay but i'm gonna say that okay having that thousand bucks is a good idea a thousand bucks i can get because you're going from paycheck to paycheck yeah. To now having a thousand bucks of liquid cash sitting in a high interest savings account. Sure. Okay. I can get behind that. I 100% agree with that. We can all agree that paying off debts is the next step and that makes sense. But we can make arguments there depending on what rate your debt is at. Okay. But let's just say you've paid off all your debt. Okay. Well, that's, what I want to do is we're talking about the journey to FI now. Right. Yeah. Okay. So a lot of people kind of start with the Dave's Ramsey. It's a good program to get out of debt, get yourself to like a zero net worth Get yourself type to the shore. Yeah. 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 Right. 
And then I totally agree with having an emergency fund at the beginning. Right. I'd say three months is pretty reasonable. You need to have that. When, you're, when you've gone from paycheck to paycheck to having money in the bank, I wouldn't drop it all into locked-in investments right away. I'd want but some liquid we cash. Don't, we're, we don't have locked-in investments. You can put it into a tax-free yeah. savings account and invest in the market. And Yeah, but how much is that of that is psychological? People get on the turnstile of pulling money out of their TFSA and it never stays in there. That's a good point. I, I can understand where you're coming from with that. But, and the other psychological thing is having that money there so right. that you suffer a setback, even a small one. Key is you're not going back into debt. Right. That's what, the key. What if your dishwasher breaks? That's, you know, 600 bucks. But if you don't have any money lying around. It's but, coming off but, your credit card. Right? But here's another factor on that is how tightly are you playing your expenses? Like how big is your gap? If you're saving $1,000 every month and you have a $600 emergency, well, that just means divert. you didn't save. You divert. Yeah, you divert it. and But then you're getting into the situation where you divert this month, divert yeah. next month. Yeah. Right? I understand, but it's all semantics. It right? is. Because it is. then, okay, let's say you put that $1,000 into investments, you drain 600 out of your emergency fund, but now you just need to replenish your emergency fund. Yeah. Okay. I mean, I get it that it's all a psychological game, but, but checks and balances have to add up at some point. But this is coming from an accountant, mind you. I, and I understand okay. that I think of things differently because of that. And I think that's where we need to really differentiate and, and attack this topic from different angles because I, won't, I don't disagree with you, but a lot of people don't think that way. So to psychologically have to change automated savings and things like that, that they've worked really hard to set up is a major problem. They're much more likely to go, let's just put it on the credit card. Right. Mm -hmm. All that stuff's automatic. It's going into Vanguard and it's going into EQ Bank and it's it's going away. You don't want to have to divert that even for one month. Sure. So, okay, but we don't want them to use a credit card. And here's where it enters having that emergency fund. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> eh, I'm not totally <laughs> assault. <laughs> well, the point I'm making is that's the way it should be at the beginning. If you're that type of person. If, right. Yeah. Like psychologically having cash available for the first year where you're building up your asset base and putting some money into TFSA, yeah. maybe RSPs, probably not at that point, but depends. Having that cash available is a great psychological benefit to you, even if you never touch it. And it's not earning nothing. It's no, keeping I mean, up with inflation. Yeah, you've got to at inflation. least have yeah. it keep up with yeah. inflation. Yeah. Okay, let's just... The obvious choice here that I think we can all probably agree on right now is the EQ bank. Yeah. yeah. Unless you're starting off, maybe you want to capture a promotional six-month rate. But Well, some people use... At this point, yeah. we're talking pretty minimal change if you're like talking about a three, three to $5,000 emergency fund. But one argument for using the emergency fund is harvesting all these bank bonuses. That's fair. Right? Yeah. That usually require two to three to $4,000. Right. Um, so if you move those around, you can get close to your 8%. Oh, I see. Like your, all the new, your, move your account around. Yeah. One $200 bonuses. Yeah. Right. That's, that's not passive though. No, I that's going to take a lot of work and yeah. you got to open and close and all that stuff. Yeah. Yeah. So, I've read people who are about people who, who are doing that though. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. It's with churn. their emergency fund. Okay. Yeah. A account churning. Yeah. Yeah. So let's say your net worth is less than $50,000. Sure. 
or I don't know, do we even pick a number? I'm trying, what I'm trying to say is at the beginning of, if we break down your journey to FI into, into phases, into stages, and you can read, read about that. Let's like, say you're 20 and you're starting at zero and you just left college. Yeah, sure. What's your emergency fund? You got a lot higher likelihood of needing your emergency fund you at do. that age. At, yeah. For sure you do. And that's where I can understand having a thousand or 2000 bucks in your checking account. Yeah. But saying that you need an emergency fund, if you're, the one that bugs me about it most is when people are like partway through their career. Yeah. They're in their thirties, they're yeah. earning good money and they're concerned about having $10,000 in an emergency fund where they could easily access the cash if they needed to. They make a good wage. And they're sitting there with idle cash in an account because of an emergency, but they have two hundred and fifty, three hundred thousand dollars in liquid assets. Like that makes no sense. Yeah. Okay. Now, obviously, we could argue that if your money's the rest of your net worth is tied up in investments, you don't want to have to sell. Of course, at an inopportune time, you can obviously right. make that argument. Okay. Yeah. Right. There's also the the argument I would say to that is that. Is it not unreasonable to have a certain percentage of your holdings in cash? Uh, it's I would, probably I would, not optimal. I would say it's not optimal. Most studies on the stock market have proven that invested. it is not optimal. You are better off in all historical studies having been in 100% invested the whole time. Right. Yeah. Psychologically? <laughs> well, that's a personal decision. Yeah. <laughs> personal finance, eh? Yeah. Again. I mean, okay. So, here's the here's point. We advocate that you would buy a car outright. Sure. sure. Cash. Yeah. Right? We can agree on that. Yeah. So what are you saving? 10 grand for a car? Something sure. like that. So isn't that de facto your emergency fund? Yeah. Could be. I, it I could, right? If you're – I think that's the difference though. If you're saving for something and you're sitting it in there, well, it has a purpose. That money has a purpose. It's not just – Yeah. I, Contingency. Well yeah. – but what I'm saying is you should be saving for a car well before you need a car. Yes, absolutely. Right? It yeah. shouldn't be like, oh, shit, I need a car. Right. So, it you're saying like, a new car is not like an in, emergency? Well, it could be. It totally could be. But what I'm saying is like five years before you think you might need a car, yeah. you should be putting cash aside for a car. Right. And yes. then do you keep it in cash or do you invest it and have it risk? I think you keep it in cash. Yeah. Right? You don't want market risk in that. Well, and then and that, if you use it to buy a car, then great. You start over again. If you don't, you've got that money sitting in a high interest savings account that you can fix the dishwasher with or your hot water tank or whatever, right? I mean, mm -hmm. any homeowner should have a bit of a cash cushion for things around the house. I know you're rolling your eyes now because you're like, I've got a load of credit. <laughs> <laughs> yes, precisely. Didn't you send us a... Mr. Money Mustache article? Yeah. It's a great article. It's very short, but it yeah. talks about springy debt instead of an emergency fund. Springy debt? Yeah. So, debt that you can easily access if you need it in case of emergency. I thought it said sparingly used debt. I thought it was springy. Springy. Okay. Yeah. Springy. Yeah. Um, Go on. You're on the right path. Yeah. So, I have a line of credit that is paid off right now. If yeah. there's an emergency, I will take money out of it. I will fix whatever I need to, and then I will pay down that line of credit. Right. At 6% or whatever. Four and a half. Whatever. Yeah. So, that's my emergency fund. Plan. Plan. Because <laughs> I, I put extra payments already onto my mortgages. So, the only change for me, if I ever use anything off that line of credit, is that instead of putting extra payments on my mortgage at whatever it is, 2.8%, I right. put it on the line of credit at 45 Right. You're pretty comfortable with using 
a dead instrument, though, for things. Absolutely. Right? Again, I keep bringing up this psychological issue because if we're talking about somebody that's come from dead in the past, they're going to be pretty dead averse. And I don't think advocating uh, the use of a line of credit may be the most... Because what if what when we're talking about an emergency fund here, if we're talking like out of pocket for 10 grand, that's not something you can just go snap your fingers, it's paid off next month. You have incurred 10 grand worth of debt that you now need to make a debt pay down plan for. That's a real emergency, right? Yeah. And so is a job loss, yeah. which is the other reason. Exactly. That it's... Because now you can't service that debt if you lose your job. Right. Right. And you can't service your investment account. No, you can't. Right? No, you can't. So you'd have yeah. to be drawing them down. Yeah. If you don't have cash. Right. So six months... I know it sounds like uh, uh, it's on the outside for having that much sitting around, but at a lot of places, I don't think it's that unreasonable that if you See, lost your job, you would it would take that long. You may be able to go find some work, mm-hmm. but maybe not your career job for six months. Sure. But I mean, if you're in the growth stage, so if you're past just starting out, you have some assets and worst case scenario, you lose your job the market tanks and you got to pull out a bunch of stuff. The chances of all of that happening at the same time. I mean, sure. 2008, 2009, that happened to a whole bunch of people. Right. But I mean, most people in this community have the ability to cut expenses, to scale back on things to, but aren't you already scaled back? If you're working on FI and optimized, like you're running running lean already. Here's the other thing though. We're in Canada. Yeah. Most of our listeners are. Yeah. We have a pretty good, employment insurance program in Canada. If you have it. Sure, but you'd have to be self-employed otherwise, and we're not getting into the intricacies of that in well, this episode. I'm just saying, I don't have that coverage, so that's not an option for me. Right. But for the majority, it probably is. Fair. So we're talking about weekly benefit that after three weeks or two weeks is going to kick in and pay you basically should cover your minimum expenses. Do you know that there's listeners out there right now yelling at their speaker because we're using a government <laughs> I know it's partially funded, but that we're relying on assistance when we should have the whole back of the FI community and the plan as being self-reliant and not relying on that. But is it it's not optimal They're to, still yelling at the radio if you keep talking yeah, about it. It's, it's not optimal to <laughs> ignore can, something that you're actually gonna get. I guess Fair. my big argument is people just blindly think that they need a big emergency fund where I think an emergency plan is much more efficient. Right. Plan what you would do, where the money would come from. If you determine that the only way that you can have that plan is having money sitting in a fund, that's fine. But I think 95% of the time, you're going to do way better putting your money in the market and not keeping six months worth of expenses sitting in an account earning 2%. I can't disagree with you mathematically. Right. That's what I'm like, saying. I, I know we could, like, you can argue those numbers. So why is this discussion about the emergency fund so far reaching and so different depending on where you read all the different blogs? Like, is it because if it's just math, everybody would agree, but it's clearly not just math. But I mean, that's personal finance. You could say that about well, personal finance altogether. <sighs> so you you think there's a point during your journey that the emergency fund is uh, superfluous. I agree. That's, I think so. Okay. Yeah. And, you know, maybe that's your sort of phase three as part of the journey. You're- See, I would say that you probably need one at the start. Yes. 
And I would have one at the end when you're starting yes. to draw down yes. so that you can deal with market cycles. Cash cushion. But in the middle, I don't think you need one. Right. Because as long as you have a plan on what you would do in the worst case scenario, in the middle of your journey, I don't see the need to have a bunch of cash sitting there. Well, and that's, I guess, what I was trying to get to a little earlier on is reaching that 100K net worth or like liquid asset net worth, not your property, yeah, yeah. Uh, is like a huge milestone right. right, for a lot of people. And that's fantastic. And in Canada, that would probably, that would be a full TFSA and another close to 40K in RSPs. And that's fantastic. You should be really proud of yourself. Absolutely. At that point, I, d- I kind of agree that why would you have another ten or 15,000 sitting in a taxable, that's the thing too, a taxable high yep. interest savings account, when if you had to access that TFSA for a $10,000 emergency, it doesn't destroy the investments, the portfolio that you've built, right? You have the chance to choose what you draw down. Right. If you had to. Right? Yeah. And uh, yeah, then you, you've got to, you know, well, you want to put it back in there. And we're lucky in Canada that you get your TFSA contribution room back the following year. Right. right. Yes. So right. I just want to play devil's advocate to this yeah, scenario for a sure. little bit. So what if there's a market contraction of 50%? At that time? At the time where you have the emergency. Okay. So then- Then do you use debt? Well, good question. I That depends. I, see, I'd be okay using the, the line of credit debt when it's secured against the house, but I'd be pretty uncomfortable using credit card debt or an unsecured line because it's pretty high interest. So yeah. if, if you didn't have the option of the house, then would you keep an emergency or the secured line of credit? Would you keep the emergency fund? Good question. I mean, 50%- Market pullback is not totally out of the question. It's not out of the question. No. Right. And then all of a sudden your 15,000 is, yeah. you know, more than 20% of your savings. Right, right. That's a very right? good point. That's a very good point. Yeah. So what, what do you do? You, so you're advocating to say have the cash? Have access? Kind of advocating what the accountant is saying and have a plan. So, okay. So the plan would be what at that point well, from your scenario? If the market was down, it would be to use secured debt. Okay. Or else have but cash we, on hand. We don't have secured debt. So have, okay. then keep the emergency okay. account. All right. So maybe right. that's what we need to, to say then is that if you got a HELOC on the house for your mortgage, uh, you have secured debt at a relatively low rate. If you had to use it, you have to use it. Right. Right. And you can get unsecured debt at a rate that isn't going to cripple you too. Yeah. It's a little bit higher, but yeah. 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 You can get a line of credit that's unsecured at seven or 8%. That's not I think 20% my, of a credit card yeah. or whatever. Yeah. 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 You yeah. never yeah. use a credit card. As right. Your, <laughs> yeah. Your emergency yeah. fund. Yes. Like, please right? do not do that. Okay. So now see if you want to take a swing at me here. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm going to have to reevaluate this, but I'm going to admit it right now that I still have I maintain a minimum balance on my TD checking account. Right. But this is not an emergency account. Technically could be. Right. It's a but, minimum, it's a minimum you, balance. But you do it to save banking fees. I do it to get the free credit card and to get yeah. all the perks that come for free with it. Right. Right. But okay. okay so here's oh, the diff. Yeah. Here's the difference is because I do the same thing. It's not enough to be considered my emergency fund, but I keep the minimum balance but I did the math on what all of those fees would cost. Yeah. And the return works out to being like 5%. Well, that's, that's and why I'm I did happy it to get a 5% return. But yeah. here's my argument. Get free account. Sure. 
and then you don't need... I made the yeah. choice that I wanted those features, so yeah. I consider it because I was going to have those features anyway. And yeah, I, I But agree. I mean, you can piecemeal those features out and get it to zero. Yes, Almost guaranteed. Probably. This is an interesting question because the economist mentioned that you can get all this stuff for free and you may be right. Yeah. I won't disagree because I don't know all the terms of it, but with the one I have comes with safety deposit box, uh, certified check writing, US account, US credit right. card, uh, the top of line TD credit card, blah, blah, blah. We go on and on. And yeah. I've done the math on it and it mine's not 5%. It's like three and a half percent on the money. Right. And I'm willing to pay that for a one-stop shop. Yeah. To have everything exactly. together. It's a convenience. Okay. Convenience fee. Well, we've yeah. talked about that before, haven't yeah. we? Convenience yeah. costs money. Yeah. But that money is available in cash. Should something go. Should I need You can to cancel your credit card. Like one month. To a, one month I'm going to have to pay a banking fee. Yeah. Oh, darn. Or maybe yeah. two months. But or or you just get out of get that a, account, account, get a free account. Yeah. And yeah, I mean, if things are bad, you... Rejig. Do right? they? Yeah. Do they evict you from your safety deposit box as soon as you close your account? They probably do. <laughs> I believe probably. They do. Yes. Yeah. There's no show Sir, on TV. Sir, you are no that. longer a customer <laughs> at this bank. Please move along. There's a cardboard <laughs> box outside the front door. Please yeah. <laughs> come and pick up your gold bullion. <laughs> bring, bring your milk cart. <laughs> uh, but you know, I think that we've we come across this so many times when we talk about the different things in personal finance about what's best for you. Like right. there's three of us sitting here and we've all clearly got different plans. Yeah. You know, yeah. so it's. And, but I think that's where like the emergency fund needs to be renamed into an emergency plan. Yeah. I agree with that. I like, I like that, right. It. You I need like a plan for what you're going to do in the case of an this emergency. This guy and making and naming things. Yeah. It's pretty good. Refocus energy, <laughs> emergency plan. Well, uh, it's too bad you stopped writing on the blog. You were getting pretty good. Yeah. I've been so busy. <laughs> I think we all have. We've all been slacking on. Oh, yeah. man. Yeah. I'm going to get back to it one of these days. All right. So, okay. Let's let's put together a an emergency plan then. Yeah. I think that's great. But before we do that. Oh, okay. You had another kind of way to come at this problem. And you thought maybe your emergency fund should be different depending on your income level. Is that right? Well, I think I wanted the emergency fund to be different when we're, if we, if you're going to hold a fund, yeah. then I think it was going to be just, my thought was that it can be dependent on your, on your, on your net worth. And well, maybe I should say on your access to other capital. Yes. No, we've gone over that. Yeah. Yeah. But well, I thought you also thought it should be somehow tied to your income. No, I, no, I, I, I don't. I will agree with that because I've had this discussion when I was still in public practice with clients who are very high earners. Right. And if you're making $300,000 a year and you have a $10,000 expense, it's a lot different than somebody making $50,000 a year having a $10,000 expense. Right. So that's where you take, like, I had some very high earning clients who lived like the rest of us and were actually really smart and probably were on the FI path themselves. <laughs> well, okay. So you have a $5,000 expense this month. Well, you make $20,000 a month. Who that's cares? only a quarter of your income. Who cares? That's not an emergency. You don't need yeah. an emergency. Like that's, and then, well, what would constitute an emergency for you? Job loss. Job loss, which you are insured against and like life, like disability and all the things that you're insured against. So a, an emergency fund was moot. Right. And that again is where it comes back to have a plan. Yeah. Don't just blindly say I need an emergency fund. Right. So then the real question is, if I have safeguards in place for certain events- then how much 
is appropriate for me to keep on hand to safeguard or how much access do I have to my capital? Right. Right. To make this plan. Yeah. Well, and I think this is a completely different argument in the world of low interest rates, because in a world where you're getting four or 5% bond yield. Yeah. It's a complete, well, I can go put it in a secured, you know, if, if treasury bills were still paying you three or 4%, like they did once upon a time, well then yeah, go have an emergency fund that's making 4%. That's fine. But the cost is a lot more these days. Right. Because of low yields. Right. Well, low yields and it's in a taxable account and it's, and it's the highest taxed form of interest. Exactly. Right. So I'm going to just jump in and tell you about my situation. Yeah. And I think it. there's probably people out there who know they're going to have an emergency. Okay. Whether they're seasonal or whatever. But I don't get uh, vacation pay. Okay. Or sorry, I get vacation pay, but it's per paycheck. So right. if I go on vacation. It's out of your pocket. It's out of my pocket. Right. Right. So I keep a cash count on hand to smooth out my income throughout the year. It's probably close to four months expenses, but it varies all the way down to one month's expense, right? So you pay yourself a steady amount every month, depending on your work, right? Right. Every every paycheck, either I put money into my emergency I, I'm doing air quotes, emergency yeah, yeah, account, yeah, yeah. or I take it out of and put it into my check. And that so, money, so you have that money available if you needed a lump sum. Right. Yeah, that's not yeah. a bad idea. I yeah, like that's that. not a bad way to do Especially it. Especially if, if your paychecks do fluctuate. Right. You work some so, hours more or less yeah, or whatever. Yeah. I know what my mon- my monthly expenses are based on this amount, and then I... If I get paid less than that, I take it out of the emergency account. If I get paid more, I put it in. Yeah. Yeah. That makes yeah. total sense. Well, yeah. I think there's many people out there who maybe have a similar situation or they work seasonally or you got an old car or you got uh, an old house and you know you're going to be facing emergencies. Yeah. Or unexpected expenses. I mean, for those people, it probably makes sense to have an emergency count rather than continuously access debt. Yeah. Yeah. I would say that... There's a part of me that likes the idea, depending on how you've divvied up your monthly paycheck, right? Or your monthly yeah. income, household income. If you've serviced your investment accounts, if you're automatically uh, putting into your TFSA and your RSP every month, and you're happy with your year-long goal, yeah, and you track your spending, and you've covered all your expenses, and you have some leftover cash, stick that in the high-interest savings account and let it grow. It can become an emergency fund. It doesn't need to get, for me, it doesn't need to get invested right away, right? Yeah. I mean, that's not what the books say. But. <laughs> no, I know. But they, yeah. I know they want you to dump everything in there right away. But yeah. if you've paid yourself first already. Right. Pay yourself more. Pay yourself more. <laughs> well, I, I don't know. Pay yourself more yeah. or have it at least in a high interest savings account that's a oh, sa- yeah, that, separate. Like, I yeah. think this is important too, is it needs to be separate from your day-to-day banking. Oh, yeah. For a couple of reasons. Yeah. One, you won't know what's an emergency yeah. fund and what's not. <laughs> yeah. And two, your day-to-day banking isn't going to earn income or interest right. at the same rate. Yeah. All right. So, that's a that's a fairly, fairly solid sort of strategy that you're using. Yeah. Works for me. Yeah. Well, that's it. Right. right? I mean, that, that works for you and, yeah. and the accountant, you have one that works for you. You're, yeah. You have access to your capital the way you want to do it. Yeah. 
I haven't decided yet. You haven't decided. You need to make a plan. I know. Well, I have a plan. Well, see, this is the thing is I have the, I have the plan, but there's also part of me that just likes having some cash. Right. Some dirty cash. I mean, sorry, it's not dirty. It's not dirty. <laughs> <laughs> uh, From me- South America. Eh? <laughs> the mechanic is laundering. Money. Yeah. <laughs> hey, easy now. Easy, easy, easy. No, it's just, it's a psychological benefit to have just this account that is there and it's growing and it's the next vehicle we have to purchase or it's the new roof for the house or it's for whatever it needs to be but i don't need it to go into investments right now i mean mm-hmm. i can't my tfsa is full right right so i'm comfortable i know it's not the most optimal place to keep it but it's okay i don't know if i want to say the safest but it is the safest place to keep it i mean i know i know the math i know it's not you know it's not even yeah. keeping up with inflation when by the time you pay your taxes on the interest Right. But right. I, I'm okay with that. I'm okay with, and I'm not really even calling it my emergency fund because like the account, I could use secured credit. Yeah. Right. Or I could pull that little bit I have in my checking account. And it's, but it's basically a large purchase spending account. I don't know what it is. Yeah. It, it's planned for future expenses. Yeah. I mean, I think it's one of those things that make a plan and give yourself options. Yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Don't I and that's the reason I hate the baby steps. It's do this and then do this and then do this. And it's like, well, what if I what have if a thousand work bucks for me? and I pay off some debt and I put some money into investments and I diversify what I'm doing instead of just regimenting these exact steps. See, I think this is what we started with. At the beginning, you need to have clear, concise direction. Right? You need to do these things. To get to, you know, the first phase. Especially when you're coming from a space yeah. where you don't, you're not comfortable you're, with your finances. Let's just call it your starting your FI journey. You need right. to have a little bit of a regimented routine to get yourself going. When you become more comfortable and more sort of, I don't know if self-sufficient is the right word, but then you can decide to be more creative and create an emergency plan yeah. Right. That works for your situation and what your projected emergency expenses are going to be. Right. I mean, the the elephant in the room is, you know, maybe not as much in Canada, but definitely it's going to be like job loss or health. Yeah. Those are going to be your biggest costs. Right? For sure. Yeah. Especially if you're in a situation where you can't go back to work. Yeah. Or you're not working for a while. And I mean, tough to tough to have a plan for, for that, but. That's yes. where insurance comes into play. Yeah. You'd yeah, yeah. be insured. Yeah. 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 So, you know, is this something you have in writing? Do you revisit it every year? I think I revisit my financial plan every six months. Right. And you don't have it in writing, but it, do you discuss it with your partner? Do you? Yeah. We talk about it for sure. That's a really good point. Yeah. Are you on board? Are you and your spouse or your partner have the same? Do you, do you keep your own emergency plans when you're those two of you or just have one household plan? I mean, I think it all depends. Yeah. On yeah. how my spouse doesn't want much to do with it. She wants me to do it all. So. <laughs> oh, right, right. What's our favorite word? Reticent. Yeah. <laughs> Reticent. That is the word. Yeah. So I think the thing is, is that as time goes on and you get to different stages and you're at different points, you have a different points of life are going to carry different risks. Great point. And different stages of the journey are going to have different, you know, it's the same as insurance. The bigger your net worth is, the less insurance you need. 
Right. You need to adjust your plan as you move. If you have $10 million in sitting in the bank, you don't really need disability insurance. Your $10 million is going to cover you way more than insurance ever will. Yeah. It's the same with an emergency plan like, or an emergency fund or yeah, plan. We, we even we stopped calling it. I stopped calling it. <laughs> yeah. It's, it adapts over time. And I think a lot of people get into just regimented being like, well, I have to have an emergency fund. Well, assess your situation. Do you? You might have used to need it, but do you anymore? Is it still yeah. useful? Is that still the best use of that money? So I think, yeah, I like what you're saying there. And I think if we could reach out to our listeners and say, really think about where you are on this journey, on your own personal yeah. FI journey. If you're near the beginning, listen to all the people out there that say, have three to six months stuck in a bank account so that you have an emergency fund, right? If you would end up on the street, if something yeah. happened tomorrow, then yeah. yeah, you need an emergency yeah. fund. Yeah. That's no disagreement here. I don't <laughs> think. Yeah. No, but and another thing is understand what coverages your job gives you. Right. I mean, a lot of people don't have short-term disability insurance, but yeah. if you do, that's the three to six months that everybody's saving for. Yes. Right. Yes. Well, and we hear, I think we hear a lot about it from our neighbors to the South. Yeah. Um, you know, and they're in a different situation. Sure. With a lot of, in a lot of ways. Yeah. Well, and a so lot of, a lot of states in the U.S. have no employment law. Like you no can employment be fired insurance. and there's no yeah. employment insurance and you won't get severage. Yeah. Right. Like it's employment on demand. They can get yeah. rid of you whenever they want and there's no cost. Yeah. 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 It's not that way in Canada. Right. We have a system. Know what it is. Yeah. yeah. I had, I had an employee who was off work and they discovered that their credit card had employment insurance tied to it. Really? And he ended up missing a couple of weeks worth of work and they were fully covered by his credit card. Really? Yeah. Huh. I did not know about that. Yeah. So you, he might have been paying know. extra for that. Yeah. Oh, is that one of the coverages? Did he monthly pay extra for? Might have been one of the monthly uh, pay extras. Yeah. But again, no. If what? you're paying for it, you better know you have you it. Better yeah, know no you doubt, it. right? Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Well, they have some of them. Don't you pay for a ba like a balance? Yeah. Um, protection. Balance. protection. Yeah. 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 Balance I always protection. hang up on the phone on them. By oh, then, yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. yeah I, sure. And I think, again, you know, so many of these topics that we talk about, it's you got to make your own. Figure out your own way. There's yeah. lots of information out there. We're here just trying to share it and give you our opinion, but go dig into it and find out what's going to work for you the best. And, I, you know, coming back to my own story, I don't have a problem with a lump of cash sitting in a bank account. Right? And if you don't have a problem with it, then... I understand the opportunity cost. As that long as you in understand yes. what the opportunity cost yes. of that is. That's fine. Yeah. But I, you know, if my TFSA is full... I'm not that comfortable sticking it in a, a cash investment account at this point with that money. I know both my vehicles are closing in on 20 years old. It's going to be really nice to have that money available when I need it. Yeah, fair enough. And I don't like selling dividend stocks. Let's be fair. <laughs> <laughs> Who does? Yeah. <laughs> or even Vigro for that matter. <laughs> fair enough. Yeah. Right on. Okay, well, yeah, good discussion, boys. That was a, a pretty tasty beer, too. That it was. was good. I liked it. It kind of reminded me of some of our local pilsners. I think it's better than the Hoyne pilsner. Yeah. It's a little more European. Yeah. yeah. Just to be it's fair. Nice. Yeah. Sorry, Hoyne. We do like your pilsner too. Huh? <laughs> uh, so maybe you're getting a keg from Valemount for your birthday next year. Yeah. How the hell are we going to pick that up? <laughs> <laughs> it's downhill all the way down BC. <laughs> Just roll it. <laughs> yeah. Thanks a lot for listening again uh, so, this week, listeners. Well, and, don't, uh, don't sign off yet. Uh, okay.
What? Are you done? Were you really going to sign off? No, definitely not. Okay, then <laughs> say what you were going to say. <laughs> Busted. <laughs> so, uh, I we, we have exciting news. Oh. We're up to nine reviews. Oh, nice. On, oh. on the uh, Apple. The Apple. The Apple podcast app. And more exciting news, we got our first less than five-star review Uh-oh. or a rating. Uh-oh. Yeah. We got a four. Um, yeah, well, to be fair, I give Uber drivers fours too. It's not <laughs> everybody can get a freaking five. <laughs> That's... <laughs> so we're, we're 18 out of 19 with the fives. All right. But we got a four. And uh, the person who, who wrote the four uh, called us out on our uh, optimization episode. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Okay. Specifically food. Right. And I think we can all agree that, that we, we are, are not optimized on food. Uh, I think that's pretty safe. I'm definitely yeah. not optimized on food. I agree. Yeah. yeah I agree. So anyhow, the, this uh, Eastern Ontario listener okay. is, yeah. is how they, uh, they sign on. They said in summer, they don't buy vegetables. They're growing it all. Fair enough. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, that's hats off, right? Yeah. That's a, that's a good win. Basically, they said, you know, they grow their own food. They can it. Yep. Um, so... Hats off to them for being much more optimized. Absolutely. I would say they're much more efficient than I am. Right. Yeah. I, yeah. yeah. That. Oh, well, I think we admitted in that episode that we, yeah. we are definitely, there's areas we are not optimized. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Yeah. But yeah, if you want to read more about this, go on to our, our ratings and reviews on the iPhone app. and I'd be very interested to ask some questions about the gardening. Yeah. If uh, something I've always meant to do. And if our so... Eastern Ontario listener could comment on our website, <laughs> well, maybe, maybe we could. Maybe uh, they'd be interested in just a quick, uh, a quick call in. Yeah, a quick call. We'll yeah, the, I'd love the, to the learn useful, more about Maybe that. the useful tools should be a little brief segment on a garden hoe. Gardening. Yeah. So, so write us a comment. <laughs> it's actually a tool. <laughs> <laughs> write us a comment. A tool. <laughs> yeah. Well. <laughs> anyway, yes. Write us a comment on the website. On the website, so we can get in touch with you. Sure. Yeah. Fantastic. Well, it's nice to hear from our listeners and uh, uh, four to five. Hey, you know, it only takes 70% to pass in aviation. That's alarming. <laughs> it is. Why did you tell me that? <laughs> well, because four to five is 80%. That's a pass. <laughs> yeah. That's worse. I'm would... never getting on a plane again. <laughs> Don't worry. I only fix helicopters. Oh, God. Thank God. Okay. Can yeah. I sign off now? Yeah. Oh, good. I'm getting thirsty. All right. Thanks again for listening to the FI Garage. <laughs> Send us your comments and suggestions and your four to five ratings anytime. We'd yeah. love to hear from our listeners. And uh, maybe, yeah, what do you do for your emergency plan? I like that. Yeah. Yeah. Plan is way better. Yeah. yeah. All right. We'll catch you next time on the FI Garage. What? No goodbye? Oh, see you next time. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't supposed to just drop my headphones. I don't know. You always have like some anchor man-ish goodbye. It's been a long